You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. And the man, and the man, he holds no Entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. I'm the man when I walk, the ground shakes. I am the master. Welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, how's your day going today? Pretty good, Rob. How about you? How's your day going today? Oh, it's a nice relaxing day. <laughs> it's like two days away from your election and things are starting to kind of calm down a little. The lull before right. the storm. So it's been a great day. Well, now how do you, how you in Canada, the Canadians take the election? How's you? You act like maybe it's your election too. Do y'all feel the pressure and all the stuff going on there, oh, like people here? So sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, I think a lot of people do because everybody looks to the U.S. You know, that's the big pillar. Right. So, well, you don't look to the U.S. You look up to the U.S. Is a big difference. No, I'm just kidding. No, I guarantee it's got to be. Crazy for y'all to, y'all are looking down because you're up north, uh, looking down here and just saying, man, what crazy this is going on, you know? Um, I, I'm sometimes embarrassed about what people think about what's going on, you know? It's been an interesting few years, but we're going to see in a couple days exactly how things will pan out for the next four. Well, I'm sort of glad you brought that up. This will get, um, because we wing everything. Um, to, you know, talk about what we've been talking about is the election of late just to tell everyone what a crappy job we do but what what crappy job we've done by doing this but again we try to have fun with it um again it was just a prediction about the election uh even some of the things like when we were given coming up with the the flash cards with the Fitzgerald guy and the 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 tifa i mean the uh, people from the carolina to the right then and then the last little kids in the middle even that deal, Rob took him to the last minute to get that. It wasn't really what we wanted. So we're sort of half-assed, not sort of, we are half-assed doing stuff on our end too. So it sort of has come across sort of half-assed. But but this is the thing is we sort of have, we're just throwing out an opinion out there that we don't want people to take so serious and you know hate us about it. So that's what we're trying to do, have fun about it. But I'm going to say right now, because I guess when this thing, and that's something too, I, I was talking to Rob I forget about how these things air and we're a couple of weeks behind. So when this will air, the election will be over, right? When this actually turns into a podcast. Yeah. Right. So that's what I keep forgetting. So when this is over, I mean, this airs, the election will be over and Biden will be the new president, I guess. The only people but, uh, that get to hear this is the people watching live right now. Right. And this is some, uh, too, uh, uh, finding that out is that uh, me and Rob was talking earlier, we had a question from Lori about, no diet stuff. This is why I want to do this thing live because I want the people to be able to interact and have something a little different than what I've seen being your normal podcast. And that's why I brought up some things like the food situation is just um, where people can see, because people ask me all the time, what do you eat and stuff like that? Um, and then the music brought up the music and we found out Lori had already listened to some of the songs. I'm hoping other people will do the same. Uh, that's something I, you know. I want to bring different to the podcast. So as long as we're acting on these things, I, it'll, you know, I see that you're interested. I'll be interested in, in throwing them out there. Speaking of music, we lost someone this past week, Billy Joe Schaefer, one of the greatest um, Western musician, artist, songwriters, uh, vocalists who come out of Texas. And you know, for me, a lot of times, more times than not, I can. 
just hear a guy's or, or lady's voice and hear a couple of lines, and I could tell you almost what state they're from sometime. Uh, Rob, I, I don't think you and I have gone through this, but I will start doing that with you too, where I can pick, you know, almost where they're from. And they usually, they usually say, that's why. It's not like I'm, a, you know, a damn psychic or anything, but I can hear about a couple of words or location, you know, a certain riff, a riff or something like that. But Billy Joe Schaefer was uh, great. You know, you had um, Town Van Zant, Guy Clark, which, you know, was probably on each side of the coin for his folk singers coming out of Texas. Billy Joe Schaefer was right there um, for his songwriting. He wrote a lot of stuff for Merle Haggard, uh, Waylon Jennings. I heard a deal on The Weevil the other day about him coming to Waylon Jennings for, I guess, some of the first songs that um, he had written. There you go, Billy Joe Schaefer. What a cool guy, man. I'm, I want to think, now, I heard a song the other day, it really had a heck of a line, it says, the devil, let's see, it says, um, the devil made me do it the first time, and I did it the second. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to listen to this guy's songs. Now, he's got one, I, 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 um, I can't remember the title, but it's. It should be a funeral song, but it's a really good lifting, uplifting funeral song. Maybe we'll find the title before we leave today. But um, definitely listen to one of his songs, everyone, this next week, and we'll talk about that and see what she said. But Lori has said she heard a couple of the songs. If anyone else had taken the time to listen to any of those songs we talked about last week, please chime in. Let's see what you thought about them. If not, we're just going to do it again next week, too. You, you guys aren't get off, you're not going to get off the hook that easy. Nope. Now, also, on um, wrestling, I watched a little wrestling this week. I watched some of um, AEW and some of uh, NXT and uh, SmackDown, stuff like that, Any, through the show tonight. Anyone talking about that, what they think? What, real quick, what I saw, man, I forgot real quick uh, how uh, how fast I forgot that um, how far the WWE is ahead of every, everyone else. And AEW is doing a good job of working hard and stuff like that. But when you start, you look at this, it was a coincidence. And I don't know if they knew what was going on. But um, AEW was, had something on their show going on about something about their woman champion. This so happens. She's Chinese, Japanese, you know, Asian. And then they went, I clicked over real quick to um, WWE and they had the same thing going on or same situation talking about or shooting a, you know, angle or whatever about the women's championship on that deal. And it was just two different shows. Uh, now, I mean, it, the WWE was like, Whoa, cool. And, w, and AEW man just looked like it, what it was just, uh, what I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, I think a glorified independent show. And we were saying that just because of some of the ways they're acting, it's starting to look more like that. Um, Again, when it, that big of a difference now, what the difference is, is this no fans and WWE is taking the money to make that virtual, that, you know, blah, 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 Thunderdome look. And then they're starting to catch up with what they don't have as fans. And their production is just outdoing the others really big, you know, tenfold right now. So anyone else see that or what they want to, you know, their opinion about that? Let's talk about that as well. Or yeah. who made some? Now I did see some things on AEW. Just they drug out some things, um, like that debate they had on there. It had a good ending, I thought, but the rest of it was. I'm sure a lot of people tuned off um, and watched something else it, when it was Jericho and that that other kid um, doing some debate about something. But it, at the end of it, it did make a little sense to me. I don't know if it did it to everyone else, you know, but. Um, it was. It got boring. I'm sure they lost. That's what I like to know too, because we don't keep in touch with that. Rob is. What are the ratings for those two shows or the two companies when they're going head to head? If we find that out sometimes. And again, what do the people think about those two shows and the difference of the two shows, and what do they see the difference between the two shows, and and let us know what they think on that too. Yeah, I'll see what I can find for sure. Uh, I'm going to let John, it looks like John Dad know. Yeah, we can see your text. I just haven't had a chance to post anything yet. We're just uh, getting going. So uh, we can see them. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm going to throw some up real quick here because Jeremy says, hello, Robin Sid. Um, Nathan's always here. He says, hello. Gabriel said, this is going to be great. Ron Darling. Uh, oh, oh, he tagged someone else in it. <laughs> so people are uh, are definitely watching. Um 
Oh, there's Rondell. Hey, oh, Rondell. How how was y'all's weekend? I like how he's put y'all in there. That's cool. Yeah, I like that too, man. Good, Rondell. How, how was your weekend? Did you, uh, Rondell, did you get a chance to listen to any of those songs I told everyone about last week? Because you seem like you're a person that really cares. You're here every week. Uh, if you're not in the music, I understand, but anyone is in the music, I still want to hear about that because uh, I want to get a feedback on that. At least we got a little bit of some a feedback from the first statement, the first uh, text we got today from um, Lori. So, yeah. again, anyone hear anything about that, let me know. And she did message, too. I'll put it up here in a second. Uh, Val says, hey, guys, at work again at MBS for the Atlanta United Soccer. Going to try and watch to the end. All right, Val. Thank you. And where was it? Get on your smartphone, listen to one of those songs, Val. Let me know how you think about it. There's Lori. Hey, guys. Yes, I did listen to the songs. Lucinda Williams, John Prine, great stuff. And for those who haven't heard it, I would recommend the new ACDC song, Shot in the Dark. They're using it for the upcoming WWE Survivor Series. Good recommendation, Lori. That is a good song. (laughs) I love ACDC. Oh, and there's Kyle, too. Hey, Robin Sid from your buddy Kyle in Wisconsin. Hey, Kyle. So let's get down here. Um, see if anybody actually commented yet on the songs. I don't see that yet. So what I'll do, I'm going to ask you that one question. Uh, looks like Paul Diaz Barrio is the gentleman who asked it. Say, uh, hey, Sid, I was wondering if you can answer something I've got problems wrapping my head around on a future episode of the podcast. I don't quite get the booking agreement to put some pe- somebody over. Some people have said, no, I'm not losing to that guy, and they don't get punished for it, but some do. My question is, what was the attitude towards wrestlers that said no to putting someone over? Pretty much pretty much what you just sort of said, Paul. Um, some people usually, I mean, it didn't happen a lot. And this is one reason. For instance, like, um, and I'll give you an example that I remember when I first came into the WWF for the first time, that was the first time I seen anybody just line up to put people over. And the reason was, it was because they all, we all, well, you know, at that time, everyone, everyone got paid on a percentage. So if this guy and this guy was the one, you know, delegated to try to get over sell tickets, everyone, you know, did what they could do to make that happen. So that's why in the, when the business was like that, like it was like that in, in all the territories in the beginning too, but still then you'd still have people on occasion not want to, you know, do business with the, that's how they would say you don't want to do business for the most part. People like that were treated, you know, you, you know, you remembered and, you know, the booker would remember you if he had a chance, he would, you know, put you on that whipping post. Uh, sometimes like you, I think you sort of mentioned that sometimes it seemed like it benefited people too. Um, I think it, would depend on the circumstance, but in whole, I think you should always just do the, do business and do what you're asked of. Uh, I've said it like this before is, you know, you don't want someone to come to you and go, okay, Sid, well, you know, it didn't get over because you didn't do what I asked you to do. And when you didn't do that, Disco Infernal didn't want to do what he, you know, we wanted him to do because you weren't doing what you were supposed to do. And then they made the referee pout. And you know what? I, I, I wanted a day off too. And, you know, all right, I should have just done the job. You know what I mean? So that's how it gets to that. So just do it, you know, do right. And this is the thing I learned about it. do what you're asked and, you might keep your job and you might put yourself in a position of where they trust you and know that um, like they can make you the world champion or they can put you in a spot to where you can make money to in a good spot. Just that alone, they could trust you to put you in a good spot. Yeah. So I can see it being a lot of trouble because if they get you up to a certain elevation and then all of a sudden you turn and say, no, I'm not losing. You know, it's like it, it throws everything out of whack. Well, this is the thing, you know, we, again, I don't want that pressure. If I'm the booker I, or the guy doing the, giving the finishes and I know what the finish is going to be, you know, two months, one month, six months down the road, I, I need all this to go as planned, you know? So you don't want to take that out of that person's hand. And again, to me, it just made for an easier day at work, you know, show up. I've said this a million times, show up, do what I'm asked to. Don't even look at a booking sheet. Just who am I working with? What's the finish? Take a shower, have a nice meal, fly to the next town, and live the dream. 
So easy. So easy. Yeah. Uh, Rondell did message in. He goes, sorry, I was helping my move, my aunt move and I didn't get a chance to. I'm definitely going to listen to them. All right. Appreciate it, Rondell. And then Andy here, he said, I actually watched both last night playing catch up. Halloween Havoc on NXT was interesting to see. I wonder what that means. He's watching, <laughs> I guess he's watching uh, both shows on Wednesday night. Yeah, but he said NXT was interesting to see. Is that good or bad? Yeah, I know. Andy, well, this thing, NXT to me is a definitely their worst product. Um, you know, but still, that one thing I saw, you know, for just a, you know, as I was channel surfing, and it just for whatever reason, AEW was doing identically the same thing with, you know, their woman champion, just, you know, coincident or not, you know, being Oriental or Asian or whatever, you know, want to prefer, you know, say it about, but um, it just looked okay. Wow, well, that was cool looking where AEW was like, whoa. That's um needs a little something. Uh, Craig chimed in here, and this is about Laurie's comment. He goes, uh, "As an Aussie, I feel bad for not loving ACDC." But he goes, "Silver ba- uh, Silverchair are my favorite Aussie band." I don't. I've never heard Silverchair. No, I haven't either. Craig, listen to something cool. Like, a, what about uh, Dwight Yoakam, Purple Rain? Listen to that, Craig. See, I forgot about that. I want to look that up because uh, Prince is one of my people. I I always go to just to sit back and listen. And to hear uh, Dwight Yoakam's version of that would be very interesting. It's really good. Uh, let me see here. Ron mentioned a question. Do you think Cody Hall has a future in the business? Cody Hall. Um, do you, do you, I don't either. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Really, I don't know. I've heard of Cody Hall. I'm not sure where. Cody Hall Taylor. He's not ringing a bell. Uh, let me just, I'll throw a picture up here. See if that rings it. Bing, bing, and here we go. That's cool. Oh, that's it's, uh, I'm sorry. Um, that is Scott Hall's son. You know, I've not had the chance. You know, Cody was at my house for a few days when he was a little bitty kid. Hung out here for the weekend. Um, we went to some shows and uh, just had a lot of fun. But um, you know, I haven't ever had a chance to watch him work. I know he he's going through what supposedly is a uh, blueprint for getting in the business and that's you know staying busy and and a lot of ways only way to do that really is to stay overseas and um last time i talked to scott he was that's what cody was doing he was working overseas a lot uh staying busy so i know he has a future uh you know the only thing is when i looked at him um that was actually se- second or third time i've actually seen a wrestling picture that uh rob just pulled up he looks like he needs to do something in the gym. He's really tall and thin, um, but I know he's got you know to have been it as long as he has and be doing it the tough way, and that's overseas scratching and you know making it. So I, I'd say he probably does. And here's a question from Craig, and it's interesting. I've always wondered how do wrestlers pay tax? Is tax taken before you guys get your pay, or do you save your money and then pay at the end of the year? Well, some people pay at the end of the year. Myself, I paid quarterly, um, but that's how you pay yourself. Yeah, because you were considered contract. You weren't considered employees. Yeah. Right, independent contractors. Right. Okay, and Lori's back. Uh, she goes, I'll jump in with my opinion. Uh, Clay Pigeon and Angel from Montgomery uh, by John Prine are some of, my best in my, some of the best in my opinion. Another great song by him is called Paradise. Yeah, Paradise is one of my favorite too, Lori. But no, uh, those two are really good. Uh, that's the reason I picked out the one Angel from Montgomery, Lori. Thank you. Is that is um, again? I, I said the, that's really the again another woman's song and national anthem. You know, and two we just always overlook women. I think a lot they do work so hard. And this is a, again of a song of a woman just works hard, 
tired of her old boy, her boyfriend or her husband or man's just an old cow guy just hanging around. Uh, but just a great song. Great song. And again, Clay Pitches is as well. Thanks, Lori. Here's one from Val. Uh, did you guys watch college football yesterday? I'm a Roll Tide fan. Look, uh, Val, I'm glad you brought that up. I was 4-0 and yesterday. Uh, no one's actually mentioned that. Yeah, uh, I picked Alabama. I think had to give up 17 or something like that. Won that one. The game, I remember I told everyone the week before, take Arkansas. They won by three. Uh, they lost, um, but the other team didn't cover it. And then I told – then the other one was um, Clemson I picked uh, because, again, they lost a quarterback. They uh, barely won by four. The spread was like 12 or something like that. And then, you know, which I said the pick of the day – and later on in the evening, everybody on ESPN said, this is the one Vegas missed. And that was the Michigan State-Michigan. I took Michigan State. I think I got 10 or something like that, too. And um, they won by like three or so. So 4-0 and last week. That's that's really darn good. <laughs> now, two guys, I called Ron, uh, Rob and told him two of these. Now, I can't call Rob on every one of these and bug him all the time. But I, I told him, you know, I told you the one about Michigan, Michigan State early in the in the morning. Yeah. Um, that that was the for sure one. And then I said Clemson is the second for sure, you know, what I feel safest about. And then um, Alabama. Then the fourth one was um, – oh, Arkansas. Already picked that one. So, again, everyone, I don't pick – you know, I'm looking at some of the games. I'm not picking on – I got my, I got you know a gut feeling about some of them, but I'm not. These are the ones I feel really sure about. And I think last week I was what two for one on the long shots, and then I was um, in the World Series. I was four for uh, four for six, actually five for six, five. No, it'd be four for six. Then I was because I won four out of six so it was four and two and then i won the thing so that was five and two i picked them to win same thing with the lakers so that's the only things i've lost and this week i was a perfect four and oh nice now did you watch um halloween havoc this year this week no i didn't because it's interesting um the one person here ron said i think the announcers are terrible for wwe but craig mentioned the ladies helena cell was amazing and that's, yeah, everyone says the, everyone says the girls are really doing much better job than the guys. Yeah, see, I've heard that too. That the 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 female side of it has really picked up. There's actually female tag titles now too. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Um, oh, here's a good question from Gabriel Sid. What's your favorite NFL team? Well, I, I'm. It's hard to root for an NFL team because they're so lazy. Uh, they never want to play all the time. And I could, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the deal with the Buffalo Bills, now they didn't have a chance to win the game, but they had a chance to uh, at least cover the point spread. And the guy digs, the wide receiver gets a penalty call because he wouldn't get back across the line in time. And he knew what, exactly what, he was go- what was happening. Uh, that's why it's still fun to watch those uh, guys play. Now, the team I'm really rooting for, um, just because I like the, the fullback, Derrick Henry, is I'm pulling for Tennessee now. I believe, you know, Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl. That's the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm, I, I'm so bad. I don't follow football. Uh, let me see here. Oh, here's a quick question for Craig again. How, how pissed does the office get when a crowd reaction does not go as planned, like yourself at Survivor Series '96 or Hogan versus Rocket Mania? <coughs> matter if the money is flowing in. You know, I think it used to matter back when that incident happened with me at Hogan and then um, where they drowned it out a little bit. But I think now they welcome that because, you know, they see that that's uh, the person's getting over. It's no sense of trying to, you know, rein them in. You're just, you know, reining in and stifling your ticket sales as well. So they finally got sort of smart to that. Uh, Nathan has an interesting question. What did you think about the Aussie football player, Jared Hine, 
when he went over there to play American football? You know, I saw a little bit of, of him. He just never really materialized. He looked like a great athlete and things were, you know, should have lined up for some reason they didn't. Well, I didn't see enough of him. Hmm. And John's got another wrestling question. Uh, Sid, when a new wrestlers come into the WWE, does the boss decide if they're going to be a big star or have a short career? I'm sure they have a, a lot to do with it, but um, really I would hope that the, the main deciding factor would be get them in front of a crowd and see what their, you know, their chances are because I know that they're not, again, swinging a lot of home runs in that area right now as far as picking you know, talent to be the next big money draw. So either they're not doing a good job of that at their facility or, you know, they just don't have enough people coming through that could fit that bill. Have there ever been times where you've seen the company kind of push people down that the crowd likes? You know what? It's not, you know. Not really like people said. Now, I heard it happen like the Ricky Steamboat. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I know the it, only, it, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say the only one that comes to mind is they tried to, you know, sideline uh, Savage in the WWE, and that's when he jumped to WCW and showed that no, he that's not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that would be true either, Rob. He got really great opportunities in the WWF when I was there. And after I left there, Rob, I'm, you know, again, the Randy, God bless his soul. He was a main event when he was with the main eventer, you know what I mean? But he wasn't main event by himself. So he did really well for a guy in that spot, you know, top spot, but not top, top. And I'm guessing what happened with him in WWF. And it was happening when I was there before I left is he'd already had his run. And that's where I think Vince made a mistake with a lot of people, not knowing really where that run, run would run out and maybe push him to the end of that too soon, you know, uh, because he thinks that, that he's right. And, you know, um, again, you know, th that's where we've talked about. He's made a lot of bad calls when it comes to decision making like that. Mm -hmm. um, now, too, why Randy, and I don't know this, but I'm more guess, reason Randy went there because he got guaranteed money. Um, and the life is a whole lot better there, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was different. You know what I mean? Um, buddy of mine, Rob Thibodeau, he said, checked out that Prince cover. You recommended it was great. And he purchased it. Well, no, you said Prince cover. That's the purple rain. Okay, cool. That's the one I want to check out pretty bad. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's a lot of good songs on that album. Swim pools and movie stars. Um, but that's just to me, it's just, it's just got great um, sound, great uh, instru instrumental. You know, he's a great singer. And this is bluegrass. This is something a little different for him, too. Um, that's what's cool about it. It's a little different. Now, one of the other things Lori mentioned in the uh, letter was about the food and the workout aspect of the show. And right. you had mentioned that you were just getting ready to start phase two. Right. Uh, and I'm glad she brought that up too, is that that's something I want to be able to pass on to people that I know this old stupid human body about as well as anyone does and the diet and working outside of it. And I'm trying now to, you know, go in my second stage of fitness, which my goal is to be the best I can look in a pair of jeans and a, and a shirt and, you know, a jacket if needed, whatever, just what, what I look the best I can look and feel. And that's what my goals, we have to set our goals for what the, a goal that's obtainable and to me that's obtainable so that's what i've been shooting for now I'm, I'm ready to go into the second phase of that i've come off my diet for about a week two weeks of course everyone can see that but i'm fixing to get back to the boring stuff rob likes to you know uh hound me about but no i'm going to do that and i'm going to make some big changes like uh i talk to people about diet all the time is that you don't want to uh say quit everything at once being you know if you're eating potato chips or whatever i'm not saying keep eating them but you know take one thing out of the time then your bread then your salt and um you know it's going to get down like again bread it's going to get for me it'll get down to minimizing how many how much milk i drink because you know milk has got as many sugars as even skim milk because it's got as many sugars as a soda 
So, um, and Rob knows this. We've talked about this all over the last few months. So I'll start making those adjustments. And then I'm hoping of doing that, I'll be able to get past this next 10 or 15 pounds of hard body fat to lose. And then at the same time, I'm really going to increase my workouts um, starting tomorrow. So, again, if anyone wants to, uh, if they're going through some of the same things, dieting or working out, and they need uh, some advice or want to talk about it as well, that's, you know, we want to talk about that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was the one thing you just mentioned there. And I did, I didn't realize I noticed in the pictures you sent me, I could see how you were trimming things down until you got to that, you know, ideal meal. Right. You know, things were disappearing off the plate until it was always and what I tease you about kind of looking the same. Right. Right. And that's, then that's what uh, we go back. Sorry to cut you off, Rob. But this is the thing is, is we pick up on things that sort of work for us. Now I've been doing things like this for a long time. It's like preparing my meals enough at a time that I'd have enough to eat. And I you know I have my meats, my, my fruits ready, uh, my sweet potatoes, whatever the case be. Um, so this is what this guy named, um, what was his name? Kevin Anthony wrote a book called why am I so fat? And it was why am I so fat.net. I don't think it's up there anymore, but he would, uh, counsel with you as well through texting and stuff. If if you looked at his diet and he said this about it, he goes, when diet is so boring, just like Rob says, it's the same thing. It's a serving of cottage cheese, or it's just a, a chicken breast with some cabbage next to it or squash and, Again, chicken, that's what I fell to, and then some fish or whatever. That's boring. But in in the diet world, if it's boring, you can probably reach out and touch perfect, uh, meaning that everything's, you know, where it should be if your goal is to lose weight. Now, remember this too, everyone. We'll face things like this, and it's called peer pressure. I've had two or three of my friends talk to me, uh, just one today, um, she can't you know, ever stay on her diet. So I told her I was going to my second phase of diet. She goes, well, now you, I said, I just want to look good in my clothes and blah, blah, blah. She goes, well, you're going to be anorexic. Well, people are going to say things like that because they're not losing the weight and they can't lose the weight. You know, how much, how much weight are you going to lose? How much more weight are you going to lose? Well, if I got 10 or 20 more pounds of fat to lose, I'm why stop now, right? Because diet's going to be a lifestyle. And that's always been my lifestyle. But, but you know, for you know, the majority of my life, you know, in the past has been to consume 6,000 calories a day and try to grow, grow, grow. And unfortunately that's a great way of building muscle, but that's just an acceleration towards death, you know? So you want to slow down and eat better things. And cool thing about the body, everyone, almost everything in the human body is irreversible. It means, you know, if we were smokers, you know, and this is doctor saying, this isn't me saying this. You can look it up yourselves. Uh, so far I haven't misled anyone. So smoking, for example, you know, if you quit smoking, they say within a short period of time, your lungs will go back to being, excuse me, pink and, you know, healthy. Uh, same thing with blood pressure and all these other things. If we start exercising and change our diets, all these things go away. Uh, not, you know, like go away, away, but they, they can get better. In some instances, some sometimes they do go away. So I don't want to mislead someone and think that, you know, because you lose weight, you're not going to no longer have high blood pressure. But you that's one way of combating it with a healthy diet. And then we got these diets out there like the keto diets and stuff like that. that people are, you know, leaning towards which, you know, they're effective. Um, but and I hear like this person told me today talking about that. She says that, you know, she's eating cheeseburgers, stuff like that on a keto diet. And then I, and I just recently saw a healthy keto diet on PBS. And I said, and I knew this, I, I knew this had to be true. And then I saw someone talk about it, it actually was a doctor that you don't have to eat cheeseburgers. It could be fish and vegetables. Again, it's just, it's eating healthy. That's what it comes down to. I'm not on a keto diet. You see, if everyone w looks at the food I'm eating, it's pretty healthy. Now of late, it's been, you know, um, good old country boy with blueberry cornbread and stuff like that. But the rest of it's been, you know, pretty healthy. Yeah. Well, and see, that's the difference too. You're talking about uh, people saying things and, and kind of prompting you. It depends on why you're losing the weight. If you're losing the weight because you think you need to be a certain way, that's different. But if you want to be a certain way, that's, that's in your head and you can overcome anything that way. Right, right, right. So that's so too. Everybody's got to remember there's so much pressure, peer pressure, what I call it, in dieting. And I've uh, 
told this story where, you know, used to, I'd go in the store with uh, the guys, other wrestlers, and they would be getting, you know, ice cream and cookies and uh, just all the stuff you want to get. And I'd get the bottle of water and, um, you know, <coughs> thing of tuna or something stupid like a banana. And then um, at first I thought, you know, first, man, they think I'm poor or something because you know, I don't, I'm not getting anything. Because when we first in the wrestling business, we were not making any money. We'd only get a, you know, and I was trying to diet too back then, but I would love to have, you know, something else, you know, on the road. But really trying to save money, send money home, that wasn't the case. You know, I was really trying to put it back. So, again, I'm thinking these people think I'm poor or not spending money. So you even have those silly pressures that aren't even there. So don't worry about the pressures. Just get on your diet. Don't wait too often. And then get in touch with me. I'll let you know what you're doing. Well, it looks like we have to reach out to my buddy Rob because he says, I'm a chef. So if you need any tips, hit me up. Appreciate it. I'll tell you one thing I did learn, Rob, um, this week cooking beans was um, this lady at the store. I actually made my wife and her mom some turnip greens and some fresh white beans. And lady at the store taught me in putting a smoked turkey breast in it, a smoky smoked turkey wing and, and leg. And I'll tell you what, that made everything. Um, and that does make a bean, put like that smoked meat in or something like that. And that I learned that from a from a chef. Uh, by putting smoked meat in your beans, it really gives a like a good taste. Nice. Uh, Andy put in here, uh, I never knew about milk. I never knew that about milk. Years ago, I switched to skim and lost 30 pounds on that. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper for someone who is on a budget. Well, from my understanding, Andy, unless I'm wrong, uh, even skim milk, there's as many sugars in skim milk there is in a soda. The, what they say, the difference between skim milk and whole milk, there's no fat. But the sugars, I think, are pretty much the same. And I could be wrong on that. But it's not like what we're thinking, zero sugars. You know what I mean? Uh, and I've been told too many times that, you know, I, I have not looked at that, looked that up. But I know that it's pretty high. But again, that's you know when I'm trying to lose weight, everyone thinks I ain't even gonna be a smart ass and try to pick my diet apart. But this is what happens when I'm doing a, trying to lose weight. So this is the this is the gauge I'm going by. And this is losing weight. This is gaining weight. So I'm trying to lose weight. Where everything I can get to pull this way to lose weight is gonna help me. So if I wake up in the morning, have oatmeal versus biscuits and gravy, that's gonna pull this down. And down here, I got something else pulling. And that might be not drink so much milk. So if I do a bunch of those things through the day, I'm pulling that that meter over towards losing weight, Andy. <laughs> See? There we go. See what you know, man. <laughs> Have you lost 50 pounds? Nah. Well, he said, but I cut out snack cakes a few weeks ago. That's progress. <laughs> no, that is. That is. Yeah, that is. That is. Way to go, Andy. It, that's what it is. It's the little steps. You know? It is, Rob. It, you've, you've been there with me. It's just one step at a time, taking one thing out at a time. And then really, I swear, you find out, you, you know, you don't miss it until you put blueberry cornbread back in your life. And then fried chicken and fried pork chops. And, man, I, it's going to be tough going back to that old squash and sh crap like that, man. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Rondell's got a quick question for you here. Uh, we touched on it briefly a couple times. Uh, do wrestlers write their own promos or get help backstage? Or they just say what they feel? Used to, Rondell, we said what we felt. And, you know, like myself and other people, like uh, I, I know Brett Hart was pretty adamant, always had his stuff prepared, things that he could go to, like things he had read or prepared, you know, he found in a book, something like that. We all did that. Or sometimes they would try to help you. Um, but really the main way that you were able to say, get over a, a promo or an interview was your ability to be able to do just that. You need that. And like you said, that's, that's the equivalent of running up to a line and stopping. I love that. Right. Energy. right. Uh, Brandon has a question here. I know we did this for leg press, but uh, what was your bench press max in your prime? Bench press. Um, about 485. Holy crap. <laughs> That's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Really, I didn't have a great bench press. You know, I had, you know, good power cleans, 
uh, good deadlift, squats, leg press, you know, stuff like that. The, um, I actually had a pretty good seated shoulder press too, but bench press was just, you know, I never was able to get 500 or anything like that. Well, too, it's a, it's a different type of workout if you're going for sculpting as opposed to right. building strength. And I just didn't have that muscle fiber that a lot of five, 600-pound bench press people had. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Craig has got another one that's interesting. Uh, Sid, do you have any favorite item that you have saved from your wrestling days? Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff, actually, Craig. I do. You need to keep stuff like that. You know, you don't yeah. need all of it, but. Yeah. Oh, and Dean is online. Hey, guys, only just got on. How are we doing today? <laughs> hey, Dean, how you doing? Shout out to Dean and that good kid of his. Harry, if and I remember correctly. Harry, yeah, Harry, the good old boy. And then let's give a shout out to the stupid guy out there in Sacramento, um, Eric Widgen, uh, the, the, what did he say, haven't been creative lately. Uh, have you done anything? Haven't seen anything from you, Eric, in a while? If you got something, send it to me. If not, shut your mouth, stupid. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there it. I had a great question, and the mouse moved. Uh, one second. I will find it very, very fast. Yeah, Eric. Jeff called me. He said, "Tell you, he said, up your nose with the rubber hose, and uh, that you were uh, a jerk, Face a shit face, a shit face <laughs> jerk." Uh, Chad has this uh, little words of wisdom, and it's actually very good. Uh, people who want to improve need to get over being uncomfortable. Losing body fat is no different. That's it, man. You just got to um, not let people pressure you like that. Now, Eric is one of those people that do that to me as well. I lose weight. Well, you know your fans don't want to see you lose weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did your hair color blonde. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eric, won't you do your hair blonde or something like that? And by the way, go get a McRib sandwich. That's what you're really looking for. <laughs> Are they he out? loves he loves McRibs, man. <laughs> he is I ain't shitting you, dude. It's weird how they have a season. Every season, I'll get one just to have it. Really? Yeah, and then I'll buy I, another one till next time. I've never had one and never planned to. It just I, it looks like a pure slab of gristle. It's it's something I don't know what it is, and I don't well, want to know what it is. <laughs> it's the same thing you had on your grill today. <laughs> oh, that's cold. <laughs> Those were hamburgers. Those were I know, yeah, sure. Well, did did, did the U.S. cut y'all from hamburger meat or something? I think we did, didn't we? We cut y'all from aluminum foil. Um, the uh, U.S. cut. Remember the cat, we cut <laughs> Oh, did y'all cut us off aluminum foil? I think that's how it went. Are you jerks? No wonder <laughs> we cut you off on hamburger meat. No more baked potatoes for you. Really, man. <laughs> well, I don't bake my boil mine, but uh, so that's what it was. That's why you're getting crappy hamburger meat. That's yeah. Oh, those were good hamburgers. <laughs> no, I know. Um, Dean's got a question here. It's a really good one. Uh, Sid, you seem in great health, and it's no secret in the wrestling industry that many have died young. What do you do, or have you done, to stay healthy? That's a lot of what we talk about. Well, um, again, honestly, trying to get some knowledge on things like, you know, I've been studying again if i see something stupid on tv on pbs I, I like to believe most of the time they're right but a lot of their their things about longevity called the paradox of longevity of life uh just suggesting things that we could do just with our diet again that the people are coming off of blood pressure medicine uh ms medicine and all these other things that most things are reversible uh through diet and, and health and um that's what i'm i'm always have been health conscious my whole life um always believe believe in doing the right things even when i was doing the wrong things do a lot of right things as well and that sort of fade off but um again just you know knowing what I, i've got a different goal in life now i'm not trying to be 300 pounds of muscle anymore my goal is to be healthy fit um and to be able to do that you have to be lean you have to adjust your diet you have to change your lifestyle now I'm, I, I can't don't want to lift heavy anymore um again i just want to be able to you know, scoot across the floor as fast as I can, or um, again, just be a, a just be normal person in life, but have a good look, good fitness in life, and and be able to do things in life. This is what I said years ago, forty years ago, when I first started talking about, talking about weightlifting. The thing about weightlifting was appealing to me that I'd be able to do things in life that I want to do. You know, 
one, and I said this 30 years ago, gardening. I love to garden. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm doing my gardening. I'm doing my yard. I'm doing my fishing. Um, you know, things like that. So that's what we, we, we either really use it or we lose it. And we, when we start slowing down, you know, it's just a perpetual motion of, you know, to the, to a halt. And if you don't, that's what I'm trying not to do. I'm, you know, I remember my uncle saying a few years ago that he kneeled down to check the water meter and afraid he couldn't get back up. Well, I don't want to be that person. I want to get up from checking the water meter. And I suggest everyone would want to do the same. And believe us or not, one day, everyone, we're all going to be in the position either, you know, knocking on old folks door or one step from being on a walker or using a cane. And we want to try to prevent that. And we can start now or we can wait to it and do it when it's too late. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Chad came in here and said, uh, no, he's right about milk, too much sugar. And that was the one thing I noticed too. I've switched from uh, breakfast cereal to oatmeal, like you said. Right. Because I would always have frosted flakes in the morning and uh, I wasn't losing any weight, but the switched oatmeal helped. And I think it was because of the sugar and probably because of the frosted flakes too. come to think of it. Well, there's a lot of sugars there too, but oatmeal, man, it's a great time release carbohydrate. I think it's one of the few uh, foods that really uh, uh, that do do that or time release. Um, it's just so it's the only food that the government allows to put on their product on their box. that says fights heart disease. And what it does, it lowers your cholesterol. And so it's just a great way to start your day. A little honey from your uh, somewhere, a local from a local honey person. I put a little bit of walnuts on mine now and that's it. You know, a little squirt of milk. And nice. knock it down. And I'll tell you what, I crave that tab of butter that I put in there in the mornings too. You know, because I look forward to that. I really do. That little butter and that honey taste of the oatmeal. I've stopped using it, but I used to always love uh, black molasses in oatmeal. Oh, yeah. I've stopped using it only because I want to check it out and find out exactly what kind of sugar content, you know, what else right. bad it might have other than right. just good taste. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, Lori mentioned, thank you, Sid, for all these tips. I agree on changing your lifestyle in small steps and finding what works for you. For me, it's been reading labels, limiting sugar, and eating supper by 6 p.m. every night. Well, that right there, Lori, first of all, reading labels. I remember I helped these two little girls. They were twins. Um, I want to say they were like nine years old, and they were really terribly overweight. And um, they were as big as rounds they were tall. And within a short period of time, they had lost so much weight that their grandmother didn't recognize them. And what they did is that they read labels and they saw how many calories. And, and because they were twins and they were so competitive that they got down where they look at like a, even like a, a granola, a healthy bar. They go, you know what? Sid says this is so many calories, but if I half that, that's extreme calorie counting. So their days, they would get their calories less than 800, 900 calories on their own. Uh, this was two, you know, 19 year old kids did this. So label, uh, that's your, that's again, I always tell people counting calories is it. You know, you can count your calories up to say 2000. You can lose a little weight like that. 1700 or less is extreme calorie counting. You're going to lose weight really fast like that. And if doing that, then you got to decide where's your 1700 calories at. You want, you know, 1700 calories of cabbage and white meat, or do you want it in a milkshake? You know what I mean? So that's where I prefer to take the white meat and vegetables. I've had those moments where, you know what? Okay, I'm going to bypass the big supper. I'm going to have this little piece of chocolate and a salad. Or, you know, yeah. I balanced the carbs. Yeah. It's oh, not that's, a per- that, hey, that's a perfect way of doing it. You know, it's, it's perfectly all right because you're stealing your calories, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Mullins chimed in here it says because of sid i was able to begin discussions with wcw shortly before they closed was never forgotten truly appreciated man you appreciate i mean you're welcome frank that's cool uh let me see here uh so chad says sid are you trying to avoid sugar fat or both well um i'm always trying to in the back of my mind, I'm always looking at carbohydrates, which are sugars. I'm looking at sugars, and I'm looking at my fat. Say, for instance, when I do my chicken, I always take the skin off to minimize the fat there and then pull my calories back. Because I think a chicken quarter is 200 calories without 
the skin at 220 calories with the skin or something like that. So, you know, you take the skin off, take the fat. And again, um, if I'm going to take in a fat, I'll take it to an avocado or something like that where you get a healthy fat or, in a, uh, um, you know, um, and I'd put a slice of bacon in my my vegetables once in a while. I know that uh, sounds bad, but when you're having, say, just white meat and say that slice of bacon goes through, say, seven, eight servings of cabbage, you're only talking just a minuscule piece of bacon each time you eat something. So the way I look at that, too, is that if it's true about diet, it's where, um, you know, eat white meat and vegetables like that, you know, you can have a little fat. So that little bit of bacon is the fat I'm looking for. Uh, I just sort of hit and miss with avocados, but that's what I've got it in there for like that. But again, you want to watch everything. Um, again, if that needle, the, your, your, your needle saying this, and every time you pull something this way, it'd be, you know, sugars, fat, sodium, uh, whatever water intake, or in my case, fruit juice, you know, they'll pull that way. So anything you can put in that on the scale to help, you know, weigh at your side, do that. Don't stop at one thing. Use everything. He mentioned, too, I cut sugar. Uh, the milk cheat was using heavy whipping cream and watering it down to replace milk. It's fatty, but zero sugar. There you go. Now, see, Chad, that's the difference between you and me. I don't have the the guts and the nerve to go that far. You know, I'd rather cut back on my skim milk a little bit, um, where now I'm probably drinking a gallon of skim milk every two or three days, uh, where when I was on my diet really strict, a gallon of milk was lasting me through the whole week to where I was almost afraid to drink it, you know, because I didn't know how, you know, I don't it's like keeping good. stuff too long. You know, so again, uh, that's a, where I know I'm making mistakes that I'm drinking milk. I'm doing everything way too much right now. Um, but again, that's what you do when you're not dieting. Uh, Andy just piped in too. He goes, I almost forgot. My mom told me to tell you both. Uh, Robin said, thank you very much. And she sends her love. Sounds like she's doing. Oh, good. Good, Andy. Good. And then never, he says, Rob gets crappy hamburger meat and no cornbread. And then he has a little <laughs> crying face. <laughs> yep. That, that's my life right now. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, here is one from Andrew Clissett. Did you ever give any stiff power bombs and did you regret doing it? Dangerous move to perform, especially given how the back of the neck lands. You know, um, I, I know I, I was one of the people that protected people with the power bomb, probably more so than anyone else, but there were so many times that I didn't. Um, so I was probably guilty of both. Well, and to, and it's hard to tell, you know, like you can execute it perfectly, but if the guy isn't going to fall right, that. Well, to this thing, I had different, when I knew a guy wasn't going to get high enough that, okay, just drive him through. And then sometimes, I mean, honestly, uh, this is a, a hill biz deal that I've talked about a couple of weeks ago, last week about how to get over the hills that, you know, that was my opportunity to do that. And if I could make that guy fold like an accordion. I was an opportunist and that's what I did. And that was, that's a, that's a hill biz deal. Eric, there goes something creative hill biz. Yep. Uh, little reset. Hey, Sid, you came to visit me in the hospital when I was a kid and I was dying of kidney failure. I just wanted to say thank you for that. I'll never forget your kindness to me when I was sick. All right, man. Well, I'm glad to, that I was able to come by there. Little Reese. I'm glad. glad you're uh, I'm glad you're doing, I'm glad you're doing better too, son. Yeah. Um, Dustin here says, ever take the plant-based nutrition certificate program with E. Cornell? It's marvelous. You know, I have it. I, I'm, that is something too. I'm not a big believer in uh, gimmick diets. I, I'm going to diet on my own. I'm going to be able to just follow what I think works. And that's, you know, good vegetables and good lean meats. And that usually works. And, and getting into vegetables and things like that, I, I feel that's your better way of your nutrition. Uh, but when we are dieting, we need to probably supplement a little bit. And um, I probably will start taking a multivitamin and uh, a little calcium. I have been taking my vitamin C again, but I probably will start taking the calcium. The C, D, and E, like Lori talked about, and uh, with my multivitamin. Uh, I'm not sure about never on this one. I don't do raw eggs. Is powdered eggs a good substitute? <laughs> 
Yeah, you know what? I, I would guess so. I've had them occasionally, um, not uh, by, you know, by desire, just, uh, I guess, being a, a Shoney's buffet, uh, having powdered eggs. But, yeah, that would be, a, I guess, would be a great, you know, another good way of getting your protein. Um, I know people have a, a allergic reaction to eggs sometimes, but eggs, you know, are the purest form of protein known to man. It doesn't get any better than that. They, nothing digests more quickly than that. Uh, nothing sticks around your system uh, less than that. I mean, as soon as you eat it, your body uses it and it's gone. And that's what we want. But it's, it's supposedly egg is the, is the food of the gods. I know. I'm a big fan of them. <laughs> uh, Frank Mullins put in here, uh, he was Izzy High if he was trying to figure it out. Okay. That was his uh, gimmick name, Izzy High. I like that. That's catchy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl asks, "What did what do you think about intermittent fasting?" You know, I I don't know if I'm intermittent sometimes, but I do, and I'm not telling anyone to do this, but sometimes I really push myself to, um, you know, and I don't know if this is true, everyone, so don't hold me to this, but I've been told. That when we're in that part of diet, when we're really hungry and our stomach has got that, you know, sensational bit of like hunger, that's when we're really burning body fat. Uh, that's the most important time. So what I've been doing in the mornings, not of late, but what I was doing in the mornings was I was getting up and doing my walk and my exercise here at the house before I ever ate. Uh, just give myself longer periods without you know, without eating to know I was losing that weight. And I think it did help. Um, but I, not knowing a whole lot about that deal about fasting, um, just be careful with that. Yeah, I only worry because the machine needs energy. Right. That's what I'd say. I, you know, again, um, I look for that when I'm really concentrating on losing weight. I look for that that sensation of feeling hungry because I, I've been told by several people that that's a sign that your body's really burning body fat could be a sign you're burning lean muscle mass too i'm not sure but um i know you're losing weight so i would almost think you take a meal and just have like uh bread with peanut butter you know instead right. of the lunch right you know not fasting but reduced food intake right uh but again i i don't suggest it but i i would i would say it probably works uh, Andy here said only because of budget, but starting next week, I'm going to get back into grilling or baking chicken to get back into the swing of healthy eating. And then I'm limited to a ramen noodle diet just so I can eat this week. <laughs> well, budget plays a part in it. <laughs> it does Andy, but listen to this. Now, Rob will tell you a lot of these meals that he could pull some of these up sometimes and I can show them to you in the future. A lot of my meals, everyone are within a dollar and, and these meals cost I mean, it consists of a leg and I mean, whole chicken quarter, a really good serving of cabbage, some type of pea or bean, and usually uh, another vegetable or you no know, two vegetables in the what is it, Rob? A meat and two vegetables at least mm -hmm. on my plate, uh, and sometimes a potato. And most times those meals are like a dollar seventy-five, always on two dollars. And if you, you know, ha and what I'm going to do this as well when I'm eating to cut back my calories, I won't have a whole chicken quarter. I won't have either the, you know, the thigh or the leg. Now you're talking like a dollar. So you can, I don't know where you're from, where you're shopping at, but you know, here in Walmart, we can get a bag of chicken quarters for about six bucks. You get eight or nine in there. And you're, again, you're talking 70 cents a quarter. And then you got what you got in your vegetables. You got a dollar now. So you're talking a dollar 70, probably less than that. You know what I mean? So you can eat healthy and eat good and you can do it cheap. And that's something else that um, a friend of mine named David um, Scruggs, he wrote a couple of books on diet. It was real boring. It was about where all the carbohydrates, you know, uh, matched up at and which ones were the best and stuff like that. Um, um, but that's what he wanted to do, too, is help people take them shopping and show them how they can um, shop without spending too much money because how we spend lose money shopping for diet we'll go in and go okay well i'm gonna get a thing of bananas and i'm gonna get a thing of grapes i'm gonna get a thing of uh tomatoes and i'm gonna get uh 
a bag of chicken. I'm going to get all this where you got all these things and you don't have a chance to eat them before they go bad. You know, so that's why, again, I, I shop like I do is I, I just get the chicken. I get the one head of cabbage. I get the squash or I get the peas. And that rice is something that you'll see on a healthy plate of mine. And it's cheap as well. So, again, I got that, but then that's cooked, and all I got to do is go back to that. Um, so I'm not wasting anything. And I eat that till it's gone. And then we see how to cycle foods. Where when I run out of my vegetables, I've got those eight, nine chicken quarters. I usually have something left over. So then you'll see through my Instagram and my, where I post my meals. Then you'll see where I go to. I'll take the bone, the chicken off the bone. I'll make my own chicken salad. And I'll use only just the chicken, egg, and a little mayonnaise. And that's it, a little mustard. No extra calories and bad things with pickles and stuff like that in it. And then so now I have that. And you'll see also on my plate, a little cottage cheese or uh, maybe an avocado, slice of tomato. But that'll probably, again, I'm cycling my food. But that again on that plate, you're talking, you know, with the, you know chicken salad, you're talking less than $1.50. So that you can. You can, you know, stretch your food out to where you get good portions of good quality food and yet pretty reasonable. Nathan just mentioned, here you all are talking healthy and my fat arse is eating a bag of chips. <laughs> well, that's all right, Nathan. That's not for everyone. That's true. And honestly, as long as you're budgeting stuff, like I think I've had uh, seven or eight Doritos. I just put as a little snack, you know, and it's not high, but. It, it, it takes away the edge of me wanting to pound away a bag. Right. Let's see. We got a couple more here. Um, Chad mentioned in too. Another hack. Try to replace peanut butter with almond butter. Almonds are huge for heart health. Yeah, I've heard that. This is a thing about me too. I'm a big peanut butter person. And I just refuse to, you know, give up the one thing that I enjoy. And that's peanut butter on, on occasion. Yeah, you know, I love a. You know, I use peanut butter sandwich sometimes for my breakfast when I've got an early morning. I'm trying to get up the door real quick. See, mine is peanut butter on hot stuff, either a hot piece of toast or a hot English muffin or something. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Because yeah, I got keep everybody entertained. I will entertain everybody for a second. <laughs> I'm not sure with what, but I will keep everybody entertained. I I know the one thing because I am uh, sore. Sadly, I am huge, an impulse person. And uh, yeah, there we go, Ron. Peanut butter for life. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm very impulsive. So when I'm going through the store, I will buy stuff out of impulse. And then I'll get home and it's like, I don't even need this. So it'll sit up there until a day I suddenly have this craving I can't control. And that's why I do these little things like the little bag of chips. Or I, I, uh, I have uh, Tupperware containers and I'll get the big thing of ice cream and put it in these little containers. So <laughs> Rondell, who doesn't love peanut butter, right? Um, but I'll put it in these small containers about the size of a yogurt container and I'll just fill my freezer up with those. So then it becomes tiring to go in and get one after another, after another. So that, Sorry, buddy. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. We were just discussing Rondell and I here. I love peanut butter. Yeah. Now peanut butter used to be for me, um, like uh, uh, I'd have my breakfast, my oatmeal, egg whites. And as I was walking out the door, I'd take a piece of bread, peanut butter, and a shot of honey. And that would be that. I'd really, I'd take that, eat that about halfway to the gym and use that as a surge for energy. Uh, let me see here. Lori said, almond butter is great. I also buy a lot of frozen fruit and veggies since I live far from town. One of my favorite substitute is frozen cauliflower rice for regular rice. Cauliflower. I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to try it. Cauliflower, I've, I've got to start using that. I'm, I'm looking, I've been looking for a new vegetable uh, versus uh, the cabbage and the squash and broccoli. I just hadn't figured out how to do cauliflower. And that sort of gave me an idea right there. Thank, thank you again, Lori. Um, I know I have never had almond butter, so I'm going to give it a try. But mm -hmm. I, I think I'm still diehard <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah, I'm going to try it too. Okay, let's get one more in here. Here's one from Ron I missed earlier. What are your thoughts on DDP yoga? You know, I, 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 um, I used to make fun of it. Um, it's still sort of funny. But no, I think yoga is okay. Of all the things I've watched, um, 
that I, I think I really would add, and I used to do it a lot, and that's stretching. And that's sort of light yoga, but I believe stretching is going to be, it, it's really, and Rob knows this, I, he, I, this is a lady I watch on PBS, named, her name is Miranda, and it's called Stretch Something, but it is really, it's, it's really a cool thing. And I'm not looking to be able to stand on my head like yoga, but I do want to be able to, you know, stretch around and have done some of these exercises this this lady Miranda has shown or shows on her show on PBS in the mornings. It really has helped out a lot. Well, and too, we were talking before about uh, not worrying about what people think or see, because when we do our walk, um, I swear to God, people think I'm drunk in the morning with the stuff. Right. Doing, but it doesn't matter because I'm so that, for me, not for them. And that's me. And that's everybody would get a good laugh at me and Rob. You know, we're doing our side shuffles or our carryovers, standing on one leg till we fall <laughs> over. And of course, most of this is at nighttime or early morning when it's still dark. But that's what we're doing. We're not worried about where everybody's making fun of us. We're laughing. We're doing it. And I'm telling you something by doing these little movements like, we're talking about everyone, um, these and what there are stability things for your hip joints and stuff like that. They work. And this is the same thing, like I said earlier about diet, dieting. You can either do it now or you can do it later. You're going to be doing these kind of exercises one day. And it's going then it's going to be called rehab. And it's not going to, it's going to be forced upon you and you're going to be upset about it. So start it now. Yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it too. Uh, Last comment from Nathan. I'm six foot four, over a hundred kilograms. I like my food and beer. And there's yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Nothing, not at all. But, but uh, I hope one day, you know, you could, you know, hundred milligrams. I don't know what uh, that 100 is. Kilograms is two hundred and twenty pounds. That's not too bad. That's not no. too bad at all. That's that's pretty good weight, Nathan. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, that was a great episode. I liked, uh, especially with the discussion of peanut butter. I'm going to try almond butter, though. I'm going to. Yeah, try that. I'm and gonna... then, too, uh, everyone for next show, let's all watch a little wrestling. Let's see what we're seeing. Let's get some input, output, or whatever about the two shows, what everybody's seeing, what they like to see, what they think they see is wrong. Or they see anything that uh, they could do better. All right. That sounds like a plan. Thanks a ton, Sid. Thank you, too, Rob. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Treblecock.